0: sharing good news of great joy to all people, Elation Church. Welcome to week number four in our series that I've entitled Under the Umbrella. Now, this week we're going to be talking about the next judge and the series in the book of Judges. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that I believe, according to Scripture, that God has always Desired to be the king of his people. And when God's people honor him and acknowledge him as king and Lord, then God's people can live under an umbrella of his blessing, of his provision, and of his protection. And I believe that's constant throughout scripture. Proverbs 18.10 tells us, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, a strong fortress, and the godly, the righteous, run to him and are safe. Well, God's names let us know who He is and what He wants to do for us. In the Bible, we find out that He is El Shaddai. He is the Almighty God. He is able to completely nourish us, satisfy us, and supply everything we need. He is Yahweh Jireh. He is the Lord, our provider. He's Yahweh Ra. He is our Lord, the good shepherd, and a good shepherd is cares for his sheep. He is Yahweh Nisi. He is the Lord, our banner of identity and our banner of victory. Jesus, I mean, even in the New Testament, Jesus continues this thought that our series is about when in Matthew 23, 37, he says he's, he's, he's just caring and grieving over Jerusalem and God's people. And he says, how often I have wanted to gather Your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. But then he says, but you wouldn't let me. They didn't acknowledge God. They didn't acknowledge him. They didn't respect him. They didn't receive everything that he wanted to do for them and everything he wanted to be for them. And that's still just like that. It's up to us whether we are going to acknowledge God as our King, and as our Lord on a regular basis are not, because when we don't acknowledge Him, then we won't experience who He is and what He wants to be in our lives, what He wants to do for us. Now, the Bible is filled with stories, stories of success, people who did it right, stories of failure, people who did it wrong. And I like to put it this way, a wise person is a person who learns from the mistakes and failures of other people instead of learning everything the hard way. And I know if you're like me, you've learned a lot of things in your life the hard way, but I believe we can look to God's word and stand in the wisdom by looking at the failures and standing in wisdom and not making the same mistakes in our lives. The book of Judges, it's a historical account of God's people from the time that they came to the promised land until the time of the kings. And generation after generation, we see that God's people turned away from God. And then they would come to their senses and turn back to God. And then God would raise up a deliverer from among them. And those are the Judges the people that God raised up to deliver His people when they came back to their senses and turned back to God. The Bible tells us something about this whole season, this whole period of time with God's people in Judges 17, 6. It says this, it says, In those days, the time of the judges, Israel had no king, and all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. And we're not supposed to live by what seems right in our own eyes. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that there's a way that seems right, but the end is death and destruction. So that's the way God's people are living. They didn't honor God as king. They just lived by what felt right, by what seemed right. If it feels good, do it. And that will lead us. That will lead them. It did lead them and it will lead us. I can't say both of those at the exact same time like I just tried to. It led them, and it will lead us to a bad place. And that's the story of the book of Judges. Now, we've looked at three judges so far, unlikely heroes, people that we wouldn't have picked to lead in a military campaign. I mean, Othniel was 75 years old. He would be not the person to be out in the front with the sword leading the charge, in our generation in our day because he would be retired moved to Florida then we looked at Ehud Ehud the Bible says was a left handed man but the language technically tells us that his right hand was closed up so we can most likely understand that he was handicapped something was wrong with his right hand where he couldn't use it so we wouldn't pick a handicapped person to lead in a physical battle right and then last week we looked at Shamgar not a warrior, he was a farmer. And he defeated all of those Philistines with an ox goat, just a regular farm utensil, and they had shields and spears and swords and horses. He defeated them with a farming tool. Now, as you might have already figured it out, the book of Judges is more like an action movie than a chick flick. So this week it gets even even more intense in the story. And this week, we're going to look at Judges chapters 4 and 5. And we're going to discover two women who were greatly used by God to deliver his people. Now, one of them was a respected leader, and we will find out more about her. Her name is Deborah, and she is the judge, the one who's called by God to deliver his people, and then the other lady was just a housewife, just going about her normal day or normal business, and she becomes a very important character in the story. Let's pick up Judges chapter 4, verse 1 it says, This after Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. There they go, they turn away from God after 80 years of peace. I believe it was. Now they turn away from God. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazar, a Canaanite king. We talked about this last week. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth, Hagoyim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Again, we're back to that same pattern, okay? God's people lived under his umbrella of blessing, provision, protection. We've looked at it for 20 years, for 40 years, for 80 years, and then they stopped acknowledging God as their source, as their king, as their Lord. They turned away from him to worship the false gods of the people who lived in Canaan. Now, to get the full story this week, we're going to look at Judges chapter 4, the actual account of the story, and then we find out more information by looking at verses from Judges 5, because after the account of the story, Deborah, our judge, has a song that adds more detail to the story. Now, in Judges chapter 5, it says this in Deborah's song when Israel cho- chose new gods, when, when Israel turned away from God and chose new gods, war erupted at the gates, yet not a shield or a spear could be seen among 40,000 warriors in Israel. So when Sisera and King Jabin came to attack God's people, no one fought back. They just willingly, they didn't stand. They just willingly surrendered to Sisera and his 900 iron chariots and his soldiers. Now, after 20 years of being ruthlessly oppressed by King Jabin, that's when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Again, I want you to get the picture of... God being there with an umbrella of his blessing and provision and protection and then God's people stepping out from under God's umbrella to go do it their own way and to serve false gods and God is wanting them. The Bible told us in week one that God was grieved. He he wanted them to come back to him, but if they wanted to go, he's going to let them go and that's the way it works. When we don't acknowledge God as king and honor him as king of our hearts and our lives and we go do it our own way, we step out from under who God is and what God wants to do for us and be for us. And that's what God's people did. And the whole time he's there patiently waiting and watching and wanting his people to turn back to him. And when they turn back to him, They're immediately restored, and he sends a deliverer to help. He empowers people from among them to lead them to victory and to a time of peace and blessing. Now in verse 4, it goes on to say, Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel, in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. So I want you to get a picture of this. Deborah honored God, worshiped God, was in regular communication with God. And all of God's people recognized that Deborah had a heart after God. And when they ran into situations or troubles, they would run to Deborah if they needed advice. If they wanted spiritual advice, they would go to Deborah and Deborah would talk with God and then give them what God said. She was a prophet a one who was connected to God, hearing God and speaking what God told her to speak. So everybody recognized it, even though they were worshiping false gods, they knew Deborah was in contact with Yahweh. And anytime they needed something, they'd run to her. Now, they was not acknowledging God. They were acknowledging that she was a prophet. In verse 6, we find that Deborah gets a word from God. And then she says this word to who God tells her to say it to. So in verse 6, it says, One day Deborah sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun in Mount Tabor. Now, earlier in the verse, we found out that there were 40,000 strong men, warrior men among God's people. She's telling them to call out 10,000 of those. And this is a direct word from God through the prophet to Barak. In verse 7, she goes on telling Barak what God said. He said, God is telling Barak, I will call out, says commander of Jabin's army, along with his chariots and warriors, to the Kishon River. There I will give you victory over him. Now this was God's message from God's prophet, from the judge Deborah to Barak. He he might have been known as the next judge, but in verse 8, Barak tells Deborah, he says, I will go, but only if you go with me. So see, his confidence was in Deborah instead of his confidence being in the Lord. His confidence was in Deborah's connection with the Lord. And here's what Deborah replied. Very well, she replied, I will go with you. But listen to what happens now. But you will receive no honor in this venture. You're, you're not going to be the judge. For the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali. And 10,000 warriors went up with him. Deborah also went with him. Now we got 10,000 not very well trained because when Caesar's army came in the last time, they didn't pick up a sword or a spear. They just automatically surrendered. So these, even though it says that They are warriors. They're going to be the warriors in this battle. But when they had the opportunity, when 40,000 of them had the opportunity, they refused to stand and fight back. But he got 10,000 ill-equipped men to volunteer, to rise up against a highly trained, generously equipped army with 900 iron chariots who had been oppressing them on a regular basis for 20 years. Now let's go back to Judges 4. And let's look at the story there. Judges 4 verse 12 when Sisera was told that Barak son of Abinoam had gone up to Mount Tabor. He called for all 900 of his iron chariots and all his warriors and they marched from Haroseth Hagoyim to the Kishon River. When Deborah said to Barak, Get ready, this is the day. The Lord will give you victory over Sisera, for the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked the Lord threw Sisera and all his chariots and warriors into a panic. Sisera leaped down from his chariot and escaped on foot. I mean, he, st- he just ran away like a big chicken. I mean, the Bible doesn't say that, but that we can say that. He, he panicked and ran away. Now let's go back to Judges chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, as we piece the story together from Deborah's song and from the account of what took place. Here's what it said. Lord, when you set out from Mount Seir and marched across the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain. The mountains quaked in the presence of the Lord. So now we see why the panic was taking place. As soon as Barak and the 10,000 Israelites came down the hill to face Sisera and his troops. When they came down, all of a sudden it was like, it was like an earthquake was going on. The whole ground was shaking. All of a sudden rain began to pour. The mountains quaked. You know why? Because God was going before his people. God was there. And in God's presence, even the earth responded. Now let's go back to chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Haraseth of Goyim, All the way from where they came from, they chased him back, and it says that they killed all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one was left alive. Meanwhile, Sarah ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, a Canaanite, because Heber's family was on friendly terms with King Jabin of Hazar. Jael went out to meet Sarah and said to him, Come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent. She covered him with a blanket. He was panicked and afraid. He was running from God and running from the armies of God, and then in verse 19, he says, please give me some water. He said, I'm thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. So Caesarea, the military leader of King Jabin, he told Jael, he said in verse 20, stand at the door of the tent. If anybody comes and asks you if there's anyone here, tell them no. But when Caesarea fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. And she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground. So he died. And just like Deborah said, Barak, since you are too afraid to obey God's instructions because you trust me as God's prophet more than you trust God and what God has said, unless I come along, you're not going to get the credit for the victory. And God used an ordinary housewife jail to defeat Sisera, the mighty general of King Jabin's army. Now, what can we learn from this story? What, what can we learn from this? Well, favorite verse of many people is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it tells us this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will, seek the Lord's will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. In this story, the prophet of God and the judge Deborah talked to Barak and said this is what God has said this is what you need to do and the Lord himself will go before you and you will be victorious she was the the messenger of God and you know what Barak had more trust in Deborah than he did in God and he says I'll go and I'll do it but only if you're there only if you're there So the lesson we need to learn is that we need to individually acknowledge God and trust God as King and Lord with all of our heart in every situation that we face, in every difficulty that we face. We need to trust God with all of our heart, trust his word, trust his faithfulness, trust his promises and seek him in everything we do. And when we do, we can know that He is going to direct our steps. He is going to show us which path to take. He's going to lead us. Because that's what being Lord and King is all about, right? We follow. We follow as we acknowledge Him. And when we continually trust God, when we acknowledge Him as King, when we depend on Him and we trust what He says... And when we're quick to obey, when we seek him with all of our hearts, the Bible is continually telling us these things. But when we do these things every day, we will live under his umbrella of blessing, provision and protection. And the end of the story is this in Judges 531. Then there was peace in the land for 40 years. There was peace and rest for God's people because for 40 years, they put their trust in God. They turned back to God. They didn't worship the other gods of the Canaanites, and they they worshiped God, so they moved back under his umbrella of blessing, provision, and protection. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. God, I pray that we would take hold of your word, that this would be something that changes our lives. We would trust you. We would trust your word. We would trust your faithfulness every moment of every day. And we would look to you to lead us and guide us in the right steps in every situation of our lives, whether it be in our, in our families, our friendships, our, our work, our businesses. God, help us to trust you and acknowledge you as King and Lord, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. This online worship experience was brought to you by the Friends and Partners of Elation Church.